Look, anyone who listens to this program knows that Jack and I are big truck guys. Sure, neither of us drives a truck, but we wish we did. You could pull stuff, move stuff, and show everyone that you're an American. And that's really what we're all about. Most of you listening to this are just getting your licenses and probably want a truck too. Driving a truck is awesome, but buying a truck is usually not awesome. That's where our friends at Frontier Ford come in. I bought my car at Frontier Ford, and after being around the people there, the one thing they do is make it quick and easy. They support the show, so help them out and show them some love. You can get a delicious latte. Everyone knows we're big coffee guys, too. Well, you check out the F-150s. It's the best-selling car in America, and with its killer towing power, you'll see that that's for a reason. When it's time to buy your truck, head down to Frontier Ford on Stevens Creek Boulevard in San Jose, and remember to tell them that Nick sent you. Thanks. Now it's time for the show. Uh, this is in front of your back. I'm Jack Morris. I'm Nicholas Coker. We got Diego Stone in the studio. Hello, Diego. Just a quick reminder. Front of Your Back is brought to you by Frontier Ford in Stevens Creek Boulevard in Santa Clara. Yeah, so Byron um, had to go take a passport photo. Yeah, but a uh, very Byron thing to do. So Byron. But Jack is in the studio, and we got Diego Stone, his good friend from plenty of classes plenty and whatnot. Classes. Just... General dealings, and, just dealings, yeah. The inter- daily interactions, yeah. of just Bellman, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> the ins and outs, yes. Okay, so Diego, uh, when did you really decide to go all in on sort of academia and nerddom and and sort of embracing that sort of deal? I have to say, as a child, I was incredibly stupid. Just really, one might say, bound for nothing. Hmm. Hmm. But then I think I, at the pivotal moment was when we were taking a spelling test, and I, I'd say third grade, and I couldn't spell the word sandwich. And I was so fed up with myself as a little third grader that I, <laughs> I went home and told my mom that I wanted to be smart, and she said, then do your homework. And I thought, well, that should be easy. And then I tried it once, and I mean, like, here I am. I so feel it like was easy. It was easy. So is it more of like a natural stupidity, or is it like a forced stupidity through definitely, your apathy? And... Definitely natural. Definitely okay. was born with this, born this way. So, so you're, I, you're overcoming the odds right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a success story. Okay. I didn't think that that was the angle. So I think it's interesting that you say up until third grade you were an idiot, because I think everyone, I mean, everyone is an idiot. I, I Usually would, I past mean, third grade. Past third grade? Well, yeah, when's the cutoff? When do you start becoming... Fourth grade, Jack, you brought a chemistry textbook, like a college chemistry textbook, into the classroom. Yes. And I think at that point, you were operating on a kind of higher level. Oh, I matured so... Way before anyone's synchronous. Intellectually, that, that being said. Yeah. I mean, I was above everyone. Yeah. Including you, including, I, I was way above every, like including I was, me. I like to I like to say that you know we were operating at a sort of high level, and that's why we clicked with the the chemistry I, stuff. I, yeah, no, we, but you were definitely schooling me on the on the DL, and uh, I was putting up with it. 
Maybe I was the only one that came close, but you were functioning on I, such a high level. That I mean, I ran the school. <laughs> I was okay. Yeah, I just ran, I basically ran the school. If we're if we're being realistic, we're being brutally honest. You did bring a bit of redhead finesse that I don't think anyone. Oh, I was. I think I was the only other than Amber. Amber I think I was the only natural redhead, and I think I had the spunkier redhead. Yeah, the spunkier red. Definitely I I had, the, had the ginge aspect. I had the better red. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to? You can say ginger. Yeah, I don't mind ginger. God, but... I saw you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, this redhead walks up. This this sophomore kid, Jake Testa. Jake Testa. Yeah, you know him, and somewhat because yeah, he's a redhead, Testa. and you know he will walk up to him. You go, hey, do I have the pass? And he goes, yeah, you got the pass. He goes, the hard er. And you're like, yeah, and he, you went, my ginger. And it was one of the craziest <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know you had that in you, Jim. No, yeah, I vividly remember that conversation. And, like, it, you know, instantly we, like, well, like, when we make eye contact, we know we just knew. You vibe with the redheads. No, yeah, we have, like, there's an aura. There's a telepathic aura. What attracted you to this red? It, was there a sort of reality distortion field around this redhead (laughs) guy i feel like there's a specific range for redheads especially in the color so you have those very you have those very deep reds that almost like like the primary color almost like a maroon just like really deep but also you could have like bright i feel like there's a different actual color but then also in brightness i actually have every color red in my hair well you can decide it's a, right it's basically the, it's like it. the it's hazel spectrum it's, it's the hazel of eyes i have every single color of red in my in my hair it depends on the sun yeah. ambience I, of the light if you see me running around the track um it'll look i'll look a little blonder but if i'm if i'm maybe in a red if we're in like a dark room um and you know i'm like really close to you uh you can see it's a bit darker tones i i, I agree with that mm-hmm so, in your family, were you sort of surrounded by knowledge and and people who wanted to do smart people things, or were you like sports and then you made that switch? Because now that's what I'm curious about. I didn't know if this was you've been on this path from the jump, but really, it's you're you're proving that you're I'm not the doubters wrong. You're proving that. You you started off, you would be labeled an idiot, sort of like a Forrest Gump type thing, and then you end up like, hey, anyone can do this stuff. I mean, my dad and my mom, my dad is very intelligent, I would say, just with this general, just this general knowledge that he has. Mm-hmm. My mom's also sort of that way, but a little less so. But my dad really had a... So your mom's a real moron? Yeah. <laughs> but my uh, <laughs> But my dad... Street smarts, though. Street, definitely street okay, smarts. Okay. She has the social skills. So does my dad. But my dad's main focus, like, I just remember me asking him uh, the capital of African countries. And I was really little, so I knew, like, two of them. So I was like, what's the capital of Egypt? And he, well, he said it. And to me, that was amazing. But then, What is the capital of probably Egypt? Cairo. I mean, I know it, but... Oh, yeah, well, Jack knows it. Jack, I know, I'm, I'm guessing Cairo, I'm you it. can confirm? I would like to confirm and say Cairo, but I, I can't say with that 100% certainty. Can we get a fact check on that? Yeah, I'm not a big country capital guy. Egypt's capital yeah, is Cairo. Cairo. It's Ky- yeah, I, I mean, I knew that, but it was Cairo. Yeah. I didn't know they had a flat iron building in Cairo. Um, okay, uh, so you're, what, STEM-focused? 
Yeah, yeah. I'd say that. No, you you hear this sort of steam talk where they put an A in there for arts. I where do you stand on that? Because that's a thing that I, I can imagine pisses Jack off. I would. He, see he's not a big art guy. Jack I mean, it definitely really, would be perturbed from that. I definitely see that. Definitely see that. Yeah, it grinds my gears. It really grinds your gears. I feel like. I feel like art, the way the way you use art, are you using it in a scientific way, or are you creating art in a scientific way? Like if you're gonna mm-hmm. go and mm-hmm. channel your emotions, and talk about how much you love, uh, I don't know, politics and draw a nice political painting, I don't think that belongs in STEM. I think I think art sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk about um, you guys familiar with the the Earth Room, the. You guys remember the Earth Room? Uh, I, would, I would say no. so. Is the is that the earthquake thing at the no, tech no. museum? It's so okay. There's this artist, and he has his loft in New York. I use the, okay. The term artist is very loose. He has his loft in New York, um, and what he's done. I think it's in upper. It's it's in a very nice place in New York. I think Upper okay. East Side maybe. Crazy expensive rent, right? What he does is. He has this giant loft, and it's filled with dirt. Wow! Just but dirt? just dirt. What what kind of dirt? Like are it's, we talking, it's like, he claims it's dirt from all like all corners of the globe. And it's very so the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love that it's, phrase. You walk in, it's free admission, and you walk in, really? and it's just a room of dirt. Does he live there? No. He, he just he just maintains it. Are the walls painted white? Are the walls painted dirt? They're white. So it's just a white room. Whoa! You walk into this doorway, and there's this little divider, so you can't step onto the dirt. I was going to ask: Is it a shoes on or shoes off house? No, you cannot go on the dirt at all. And like you know, I just when I heard that, I got you know like I like I, I wanted to, I wanted to hit something. Yeah, I, I was just so mad. That, that would drive you nuts, right? Yeah. I mean, best use of that, you've got a nice loft in Manhattan, yeah. and you're wasting this with this just, earth nonsense. You've got the Central Park already. Well, this, so if, if it's fertile soil, I feel like you're wasting it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it takes it's so much ma- maintenance to keep the, the soil fertile. Yeah, it's true. It reminds me of uh, uh, Andy Weir's The Martian, or you know, the Matt Damon movie, where he has to grow the potatoes inside the tent. It's like, what are mm-hmm. you doing if you're not keeping yourself alive in the earth room? Right. It's pointless, and it's a waste of resources. <laughs> and a waste of, of good just, soil. It just soil. makes me mad. And this guy is getting all this praise from... <laughs> what about the ice cream museum? You like the ice cream museum? Um, you know, I do like ice cream. I'm a big ice cream but guy. But see, I heard it's not about the history of museum... Or the his- history, history of, of museums would be crazy. History of ice cream. History of museums? Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, history museums. Because you like museums. I love museums. But I, but heard I hate art museums. The, I like historic yeah, museums. Yeah, exactly. So I, like natural history. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. I heard that the ice cream museum is just photo opportunities. No, it definitely is. It's You go there? Uh, I have not personally been there, but the amount of times that I've seen people in the giant tub of sprinkles. Oh, that sprinkles, scares me. That's so dirty. Good, thank, you, thank you for bringing that up. must be... So the, how are this? I think the CDC is going to show up at any minute. Those sprinkles yeah. must have every disease known to man by now. And okay, they and, say don't eat. And sprinkles do melt under certain heat, right? The pressure. I'm the sure heat. body heat. It get it all sticky. Yeah, 
It's like kind of oh. stiff. Because when you think back on ball pits. Oh, ball pits are gross. Terrifying. Disgusting. When you think about this thing where they have a sign that says, do not eat, but everyone's like, I ate the sprinkles out of the ice cream museum. You're going to die. You're <laughs> literally going to die. And I'll be honest about myself and my limitations. I'd be tempted to eat them, right? Realistically, if I when saw you, a room full of sprinkles, I'd, be, I'd eat one. If you didn't know, if you didn't know what had happened, if I make the jump to get into the pool of sprinkles, I'm already over that element of dirtiness. Who knows if I'm gonna eat them? Are they plastic? I'm. They gotta be. Maybe they're fake. Maybe <laughs> I don't know why neither sprinkles. of us or any of us thought of that. Well, um, I don't know though, because I thought some, you know, Kim Kardashian ate the sprinkles. She didn't. She died, <laughs> <laughs> and it ended her her life. <laughs> A reminder of mortality. Kim Kardashian <laughs> dies after consuming sprinkles at the ice cream museum. So you involved with robots? Well, what do you mean by involved? Well, I was going to ask, like, how close you are to thinking that they have feelings. <clears throat> like, I project emotions onto my dog. I feel like... What's you... your... <laughs> I feel like you have to... What's your relationship with you the to... robots? Like... <laughs> when you're sad, is robot sad? <laughs> I feel like if I ever had my own... Pr- like, if I had an Alexa, I don't feel like my Alexa... Like, if I was sad, I would make my Alexa sad. I mean, Nick can vouch for his Alexa. Your government spy machine in your, in your own room. I have one. I like pressing the microphone off button, though. Oh, you can you have an option to turn it off? Yeah. Okay. I mean, who knows, right? Did you know about the Alexa? You can whisper to it now. If you whisper to the Alexa, if you, like, it's free real estate. If you whisper <laughs> at something, it'll, it'll respond back with a whisper. Whoa. So if you say, like, Alexa... What time is it? You don't want to wake up. What time? <laughs> you don't want to wake up your dog. I see. Or your. That's clever. It'll whisper back now, to you. I think that's just more creepy. I. That's what I. We'll, I agree we'll get with into Jack. this. We'll get it. Okay. I don't even remember. Just oh yeah. Robots? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I was. I had a, a Alexa like false alarm in the middle of the night. Wow. Not too long ago, it just went bung. That was it. That got me my gears. Oh. That was got my head. You know, do you think your FBI agent was trying to warn you of something? Yeah, it could be. Like he had no other option. Yeah, and he just like, like a meme with the text I have, messages. I have to compromise from... the security. Yeah, so I'm. Warn Nick. I can't worry about that stuff. Like you know how they have those parabolic mics on the in the NFL games where you know they hold up those big domes so that you could get the sounds of the guys hitting each other on yeah. the field. I guess they've had that since like the '80s, so they can like spy on conversations from. You know, literally 80, 90 yards away yeah. with these mics, like get people whispering. And now they have it where they put a laser onto the windows. Have you heard about this? They've got a not. microphone where it's a laser on the window, and from the vibrations of the window of the people talking in the room, they could get everything going on in there. Wow. So I'm like, at this point, I think you just have to submit yourself to the machine. I think you just have to acknowledge that the only thing safe right now is your thoughts, and even then, soon that's going to be gone too so i think enjoy it while it lasts i mean think I like whatever that you want take. right now i like that think about the well, government think about how you don't like how they know what you're saying yeah just enjoy that because well, i don't think it's gonna last what are we hiding well that's one argument right like i don't think i'm hiding much 
or nothing that the government cares about. Yeah, exactly. Right? right. Maybe, maybe, you know, like those like local police, they could have their chase. But, you know, the, fe- the FBI doesn't care about anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. An argument is, you know, you should have no issue going through the security at the airport because you have nothing to hide. And therefore, you know, you'll sacrifice your security for your safety on the flight. Right. And then there's another school of thought that says you should never sacrifice your security for safety because then you're giving up freedom from the government. So even if you're not hiding anything, you don't want them to know. I don't – was it Thomas – is it Thomas Jefferson who said, you know, those who will sacrifice their freedom for safety or security deserve neither? I I believe so. So you're you're a big libertarian guy then? I think – here's my opinion. I think it's a slippery slope. So you, That's ha- what I you think. have nothing. You don't. You don't bring a knife to the airport. Mm-hmm. You're f- going to go through security, but everyone can agree that bringing a knife to the airport's bad. But when does that cross the line into something subjective? Like, what if, what if cinnamon, for some reason, the government hates cinnamon? Yeah, well, I think cinnamon's fine. Yeah, we, I think we can all agree cinnamon's fine. Does that? But that that security is stopping me from bringing my cinnamon. Do you have any sort of scientific tools in your household? Like, I don't know how specific we could get with this, but like, I have a mi- I have a microscope. I think I have like a, you definitely have a telescope. A, I don't have a telescope. Really? I've always wanted a telescope because so my I have a little anecdote right now. Oh. My great 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 uncle was a rancher in Chile in a place called Villarica, which is in the middle of nowhere. Like, I couldn't even point out on a map. It's way down south. There's no planes you can fly into. You have to take a bus. But there's no light pollution, and there's no clouds. So we have... He has this property that's been there since, like, 1800s, maybe. A lake, and then there's an active volcano that's far away. But... So I went there sixth grade, maybe, and Mm -hmm. I stayed in, like, a house that's been there for a while. And there's, like, no electricity. The roads are terrible. Mm. You probably couldn't get there with, like, anything heavier than, like, a truck. Um, But at night, it's so clear that you can see, like, the spirals of the Milky Way. Wow. And it's incredible. That's fantastic. And I've always wanted to bring a telescope or even just, like, some binoculars down there just to look. Because it's born in 1890. Civil War was 30 years ago. Yeah. Your dad and mom were probably alive during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Then you probably lived to, yeah, like, post-World War II. And then just to go from, like, railroads in the 1890s. Like, I just think. To jumbo jets. To, like, yeah. To being in a plane. I think I think flying. Flying was, was fly. a big thing. huge transformation. Flying in the air. Flying's witchcraft. <laughs> I'm not convinced electricity exists. Um, no, but th- just think, think about it. It could all be fooey. I think I have I have never seen electricity. Neither have I. I've never I've seen s- electricity I've and seen gas it. in the same room together. I have. So I am electricity. I mean, have you ever seen electricity and I gas in the same room my, together? I have this fleece blanket which I sleep in, and every time I. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an electric blanket? <laughs> Because I don't believe no. in those either. I'll get in. I'll get in. That. I have this fleece blanket at night, where I wish I had when I, when I throw it up to you know get my my toes. My toes. 
bro. God. Um, Jack, Jack, you had told me something the other day. Okay. No, I'll oh, keep going. Okay, keep going, and then I got a my, story. My toes get really cold at night, and when I get the, the static in the blanket, and, you, and I, you can hear it pop, and you can see it pop, too, so it looks like little lightning bolts in there. Is there any gas in your fleece blanket? Um, yeah, he rips them all the time. <laughs> He's real gassy. Um, I have a gas-powered blanket, but um, that's for PD. But PD passed away. What? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer. Good boy. Good boy. Good Very good boy. Dang. Yeah. Um, I've Dang. got a story, Jack. You had told me a while ago mm-hmm. about how just for fun one night, yeah. you slept in a sleeping bag on top of your bed. <laughs> <laughs> just for the experience, just to mix yeah. it up. And what was interesting about your experiment, you know, yeah. was when you woke up in the morning, the sleeping bag was on the floor perfectly laid out and you were tucked under your covers. Um, I mean, I'm a notorious sleepwalker. I mean, I guess my reason, my reasoning for, my reasoning for, you know, wanting to, you know, Try the sleeping bag on the bed. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking luxury camping. They call that glamping? Glam- yeah, I guess glamping, sure. But I wanted, you know, the experience of being in the sleeping bag. Or even like a Like sleep- when you're in an RV? Yeah, exactly. You're a big RV. He's a huge RV guy. Um, I love RVs. Do you know about that side of Jack? The, the like, hunter-gatherer side of Jack? No, he has, like, an obsession with RVs. I, <laughs> I do remember him. So walking into, walking into class... It's very casual. When Jack is already sitting down... On his surface, you know every time it's going to be something good. Yeah, yeah. I remember him like on some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah You've I, always got something yeah, good. Yeah, always. Just, <laughs> oh yeah, you on some, uh, some, some like eBay, but for vans. Yeah. And he was telling me, you were telling me mm-hmm. all about this great deal you found. Oh, right. I know this. I remember. This. How are you going to buy that silver? I, I can't remember the model. Maybe nineteen ninety. What was it? Um, I think it was a Montana GX3, um, but it was the, it was an 89. It was an 89. They yeah, built that 80. on the Ram van platform, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Ram van, okay. yeah. Yeah, but that was under, that was actually Japanese manufacturing, which I don't really like that much. Um, I prefer American made. Um, but yeah, I was looking, it was an amazing deal. I couldn't pass it up. And yeah, did you, you pur- did you purchase it? Um, no, but I'll. I'll find a way. Hopefully, eventually, yeah. Eventually, it's just. I mean, I've got I've got the address of the buyer, so. So unfortunately, we don't have Byron here. But my one last thing is, Twenty One Savage was released yesterday from Immigrations oh. and Customs Enforcement. Yeah. Um. And Jack, you're a Brit. Yeah. So he wants to stay in the U.S. He, you know, is this disrespecting your your country? You think? Um, I don't really see this as more of as a demographic issue. I see it's more of a issue concerning rapping and i'm kind of indifferent to rapping and rappers yeah so i don't care you don't yeah that's a good point just why, why would you even care i mean he's not a true brit he obviously moved to the states for a reason yeah do, do you you'll, you'll just you'll just keep colonies? listening to I your, call them the states i've never called the the, the states the states you'll just keep li- call you know you'll keep listening to your crosby stills nash and young and mm-hmm. you know the kids can keep listening to 21 yeah I'll be here with the kinks, and they'll be with their Metro Boomin. Yeah. Yeah. He always wants some more. Do you listen to any rap? 
I, I was thinking in my head, writing questions. I didn't know where you would stand. Where I would lie on the musical spectrum. Yeah, that was my question. I, f- I mean, I do. Not a ton. I wouldn't say it's my main... What uh, what are they called? Musical... Aficionado. No. Fans. Music people. Taste. It's oh. not my main taste. <laughs> okay. But, but I would I do listen to some rap. It's your it's your side taste. It's my side taste. Okay. I kind of keep it on the the, the down yeah, low. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, no phones. Yeah. Two phones? No phones. I, side taste, no phones. Zero phones for side taste. You know what I mean. All right, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Alice in front of your back. I'm Jack Morris. I'm Nicholas Coker. Thank you, Diego Stone, for being in here. Um, just a reminder that today's episode was brought to you by Frontier Ford on Stevens Creek Boulevard in Santa Clara and Moker Media at the forefront of media. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys after break. So uh, Tuesday from now for Moker Radio and maybe over break... Summertime said, babe, need something to keep you cool I'm now summertime said, babe, need something to keep you cool Better look out now, though, Dave's got something for you Tell you what it is I'm your ice cream man, stop me when I'm passing by Oh my, my, I'm your ice cream man, stop me when I'm passing by See now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy Hold on a second, baby I gotta put my